0: Hey, what's up everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Amazing Seller Podcast. This is episode number 304 and session number 92 of Ask Scott. This is where I answer your questions here on the podcast. And uh, well, I've said it now, today, counting today, that is 92 times. I love doing this every single week. And uh, after meeting a lot of you in person at meetups or live events, it makes me even appreciate this even more because I get to see who I'm actually speaking to. So that's why I love listening to your messages and uh, your your questions, and uh, that's why I love doing these shows. So keep them coming. If you guys have any questions that you want me to answer on an upcoming Ask Scott session, head over to TheAmazingSeller.com forward slash ask and uh, yeah, you can do that. Ask a question. Do me a favor, though. Leave your first name, maybe where you're tuning in from, and then a brief question, and I'll do my best to uh, air it here on a show. Now, if I do have other questions that are similar, I'll pick one, and I'll go with that one, so if I don't answer your question, it may be because of that. Some of you have also asked questions, and the audio has been kind of subpar, where I can't really make it out, or it's uh, kind of popping or uh, clicking and stuff. Um, those, I, I just can't, because it would people in the car would, or on their run would uh, would uh, probably send me some hate emails because uh, it could hurt your ears. Uh, so uh, if uh, your audio was not good, that could be a problem as well. So just make sure you have some decent audio, and I'll do my best to uh, to get to them, okay? So uh, again, if you want to ask a question, head over to TheAmazingSeller.com forward slash ask. Uh, the show notes, they they will be located at theamazingseller.com forward slash 304. So any links we talk about, any references will be put there. The transcripts will be there as well. Now before we jump into today's episode, you guys know if you guys are just getting into this entrepreneurship or if you're getting into business for the first time or maybe you've been down that road and you, you see that it's not that easy all the time, you're not alone. You know, I, I get it. I've been there, still there at times, but uh, it's part of the journey. It's part of my journey, your journey, the, one, the ones that want to go out there and create our own lifestyle. Well, I posted something inside of our Facebook group, the TAS Facebook group, by the way, which is awesome. Uh, If you guys are not a part of that, you definitely want to go check that out. Uh, But I posted this image, which I found online. I'm not even sure where I found it, but it said, I'll read it to you guys. You guys, I'll link it up in the show notes as well, but it says, a day in the life of or I'm sorry, let's do that again, a day in the life as an entrepreneur, all right? So it shows this graph where it's like up and down, up and down, up and down, up and down, right? But it's start. It's going up every time, a little bit higher than the time before because you grow as that happens. So the first part was, I'm excited, right? This is great, this is a great opportunity. The next one is, ah, this is hard. The next one is, it's working, exciting, right? And then it's, ah, I messed up. And the next one is, give up the good for the great. Awesome, right? And then you have a down. I think I'm going bankrupt. And then the next one goes way up. I'm good. I don't know why I get so down on myself, right? Then the next one, uh, I was wrong. I suck. And then the next one goes up. Wait a second. My life is great. You guys probably can relate to this, right? That is the, like the journey, a lot of times for a lot of us. And if you go back and listen to my episode three hundred, where I go through my journey, you'll you'll hear part of those ups and downs throughout the journey. But I learned so much through that process. So just understand it's part of the process. Uh, I, I posted this. I had people commenting on it and giving their their thoughts on that, or maybe something that had recently happened. So I'll link this thread up in the show notes as well. So feel free to go and and you know talk a little bit about maybe how this is is. Uh, uh, part of your life, or part of your journey, or some of the ups and the downs that you face, and you know, really try to help each other in the Facebook group. That's really what I want it there for. So I just thought I'd bring this up because I think it's important to understand that. You might even want to print this out so you can look at it and go, "Okay, I'm on a down. There's going going to be an up coming here pretty soon. I just got to keep going, keep going at this thing." Um, so it's just a constant reminder that we have to do. And you'll probably hear me say this again and again. It's like it's part of the process. You know, you have to embrace that and learn from it uh, from those experiences. Now, I did want to give you my, I guess, word of the day or phrase of the day, however you want to, or whatever you want to call it, but, uh, you know, I did an episode recently, 302, which talks about really figuring out the thing that you're going to be focusing on, right? So right now, today, think about it this way, focus on the target, well, you might be saying, "How do I figure out the target?" Well, you go back and listen to 302 and you'll know what the target is. So, really focus on the target. Even when you're going through the ups and the downs, you need to still focus on the target. These things that are that are in the way in a sense, are they just they're just uh, stumbling blocks or they're just pieces that you have to figure out in order to get to that next stage and then you'll you'll move on up again and then you might have another little setback. It's okay. But if, as long as you focus on the target, It makes it a lot easier than just thinking to yourself like, okay, now what do I do? I'm down, right? Well, you got to continually come back to what's the target? And that target can be your why, but it also can be in your 30-day sprint. It could be in your 90-day plan. And if this doesn't make sense, then you're going to want to go back and listen to episode 302 because that's where I talk all about that. So again, I'll link that all up in the show notes. I'll put this image in there as well or the thread. Um, Definitely go over to the thread and just talk a little bit about your experience maybe since you've started and, and kind of like the ups and the downs. And if you really look back at it, you're going to see that there are going to be some ups but there's also going to be some downs and, you know, that's just part of the process. So embrace them, uh, recognize them and uh, learn from them, right? And then just continually surround yourself with people that can help get you to the next, you know, the next phase or the next part of your journey. All right. So uh, just wanted to kind of throw that out there. I think it's important to really uh, remember that stuff and to keep reminding yourself of that. All right. So, uh, all right, guys, with that all being said, let's go ahead and listen to today's question or questions, let's start with one, and then I'll go ahead and I'll give you my answer. What do you say, let's do this, let's dig in.
1: Hey Scott, hope all is well. My name is Michael, I'm calling out of Orange County, California, I just wanna start by saying I absolutely love the show. I listen to you every day when I'm on the road. Uh, You just provide a plethora of invaluable information for the TAS community. Now, my question is in regards to the previously updated uh, Amazon policies. As far as re-strategizing is concerned, would it be plausible to give out complimentary products with a 100% off code and asking for a review at the end of a thank you email? Uh, by giving out products as a part of a soft launch, I'm no longer prefacing the sale asking for a, v- a review. Therefore, technically, it's not an exchange for a review. Granted, Amazon is able to see the, if the majority of the reviews on a given product Uh, were majority discount purchases. However, on the flip side, we're also removing the disclaimer in the reviews, um, like you discussed, I believe, in TAS 273. Um, Thanks again for taking my question. I wish you continued success with your podcast and your personal endeavors. Uh, Hope to hear from you soon. Cheers. Hey, Michael, thank you so much for the question, and I'm so glad that it's a plethora of information.
0: I love that word, by the way. Uh, anytime I hear a word like that or that I don't use that often, I like to recognize it. And you know what? I may start using that in my everyday vocabulary. My wife is going to laugh if I do, but I'm going to do it just for that for that matter. Uh, so anyway... Uh, Thank you so much for being a listener. I appreciate it, and hopefully, I can shed a little bit of light on this for you. Now, what you're talking about, and anyone just listening, is you know Amazon came out with this big update. You know, you can no longer exchange, you know, a product for free for a discount, or even a discount at all for you know in exchange for review, all that stuff. We understand that, we get it. Uh, but what you're saying is, can I maybe just have product that is there just to get a review? Um, you know, even if you just give it away for free and the answer is kinda, uh, I mean, I think that, you know, if, if what I'm, if what I'm hearing from you is that you, you want to have a product that you could discount at, at, uh, you know, maybe hundred percent and then ask for a review later. Here's the deal. Number one, Amazon will probably, if they haven't done so already, depending on when you listen to this, but they'll make it where if you have a hundred percent discount code, they might not even allow a review to be made. We don't know that, that may be happening. It may be happening currently, depending. It happens so fast, right? On how things change, right? So I don't like that strategy myself personally, uh, because I think that Amazon will get wise to that. and who knows? They might then wipe out any reviews that have had a discount code of, you know, that much. Um, I think that you still should go after uh just discounting your product, you know, whether it's you know up to 50% off or maybe 75% off, you can still try it at that much of a discount. But I think that Amazon will be again, like I said, eventually, if not, they're not already currently doing it, is devaluing the review if you give away the product at a certain discount amount, percentage. Um, So again, I would like to see like 25% off, 30% off. That's a good number, I think, Uh, up to 50% off. But again, that's going to come down to it it might not come through as a verified review, but now what you're asking is, is in the email, can you say, hey, thank you so much for getting our product for free. Uh, would you do me a favor and leave us a review? I don't really like that, uh, to be honest with you. I would rather see you treat all of your Email sequences or your emails that go out to your customers to be the same as if you were to sell it for full price, whether you're to discount it 25% off or whether you're to give it away for free. And that's what Amazon wants. They want you to treat every single customer the same as far as a follow up. They don't want you to go after a review to a specific uh, set of customers. So I would say no to that strategy, okay? Um, So I would not do that. What I would do is I would just give my product away at a discount to people that are my target market and then I would follow up and say, Hey, thanks so much for uh, purchasing, uh, you know, our product. Uh, Hopefully, uh, you know, you're enjoying it. And uh, if you could take a minute and let me know if you have any questions or what your feedback is on it, that would be awesome. And uh, oh, by the way, could you do me a favor and head over to Amazon and uh, let them know how we're doing as well? Like something like that. Or maybe give them a free resource first. Wait wait a minute. let's, Let's back up for a second. Maybe in the first email, and this is what I currently do in some of my products, uh, that were, that we're selling is the first one would be, you know, thanks so much for, uh, purchasing the garlic press, uh, hope you enjoy it. Hope you have time to make some amazing recipes for your family and oh by the way, here's a free PDF of 10 recipes that you can use that will have your family enjoying every single meal or something like that, right? And then you you allow them to download a PDF with those in there. So now we've we've given them more value without asking for anything. So again, you start to get that reciprocity starting to work. And then the next email maybe 5 days after they've they've had it, then maybe I say Hey, just checking in again. Want to make sure everything is okay since you've been able to use this for the past week or whatever, and uh, you know maybe you've had a chance to try out some of those recipes. And uh, you know we just really want to make sure that everything uh, is working out for you, uh, with you know whatever the product is. And then just saying like you know we're a locally owned business, family business, and we just want to make sure that our customers are taken care of. If there's anything that we can do, please let us know. And if you could do me a quick favor, could you head over to Amazon and let them know how we're doing as well? Could you leave us some feedback over? there, that would mean a lot to us because Amazon wants to make sure that we're taking care of you and we want to make sure that we're taking care of you. So could you do that? That'd be great. Like something conversational like that, something that again, lets them know that you're there for them, also reminds them of the value that you've already given them. So that's a great way to go after getting feedback and then also review. Uh, now, if they leave you a feedback, you can then follow up with them again and say, hey, thank you so much for leaving the feedback. Could you do me a favor? And could you leave us a review? You know, that's the same basic you know concept but you're not soliciting people specifically from what they did as far as purchasing and how much they received a discount for. That's where it would get a little gray for me. I wouldn't do that. So hopefully this answered your question or anyone else that's listening Right now, hopefully, it makes sense on what I would do. It doesn't mean it's necessarily what you should do. It's what I'm doing and what I'm comfortable doing. Um, But the one thing I will say is, you need to treat all of the customers the same. You can't isolate those people and segment them and say, "I'm only going. I'm going to go after those people that got the item for free or a discount, a heavy discount, and just try to get them to leave reviews." Like I don't think that that's within the terms of service. Me personally. All right, so hopefully that helped you. Thanks so much for being a listener, and uh, thanks for introducing me to a word that I'm going to start using. Now, I've heard the word before. I just, I haven't found it where I use it normally in my, in my, in my uh, vocabulary, but I kind of want to. It's kind of a cool word, plethora. I like that. Uh, <laughs> all right, so uh, let's go ahead and listen to the next question, and I will give you my answer. What do you say? Let's do it.
2: Hello, Scott. Uh, This is Wasim, again, with another question. Thank you so much for your podcast. It has helped me a lot. Um, I wanted to ask you about uh, search results in uh, Amazon. Uh, In the first page, I noticed that some of my potential competitors, I'm just launching my first product now. they seem to there seem to be sellers that uh, are selling more in the second page than other sellers that um, appear in the first page. Uh, at first, I thought that it's um, a mistake in my analysis, but I've been tracking some uh, competitors for several days now uh, on Jungle St- Scout and on other. Uh, tools, an Excel worksheet that uh, I uh, created, and uh, it really seems that sometimes uh, products that appear in the second page of the search results, I don't know about the third or the fourth, I didn't check, uh, they have uh, more estimated sales than products that appear in the first page. Uh, I don't know if this is weird or not, but can you please comment on that and tell me what you think? Thank you so much and I hope this time you will answer my question.
0: Hey Wasim, thank you so much for the second question and I'm answering your question in front of maybe someone else's question that might not have asked one yet. The reason is is because I haven't heard anybody ask this question yet. So it's a good question and I do have an idea of what this this could mean. Uh, So I'm gonna give you that, okay? What that basically means in my book is that the keyword that's driving them traffic to the listing is probably not the one that you think it is, all right? If you're looking at garlic press and the first page of you know listings that are converting for garlic press, those people, those pages, those sellers are less than the second page. I would wanna look at all of the titles on the second page that are ranking on second page but have higher numbers and look into their keywords and see maybe I'm missing one. Maybe there's one that's more specific that they are getting traffic from. That's not their main driver of traffic through keywords. So that's the very first thing that I would look at. The other thing that could be happening is, is on that second page, you know, who knows, maybe those, maybe those sellers also are driving external traffic somehow through an email list, or maybe they have a following on a social media platform, maybe they're doing promotions, whatever that means, maybe that's the case, so what I would want to do is I would want to go back, and I would want to drill down into those sellers on page two, and I'd want to see how long they've been selling, I'd wanna see a little bit of their pricing and see what they're doing there. I'd wanna see it, their optimization, see what they're doing there. And, And I would wanna try to figure out, like, why on page two are they selling for this keyword? And then what I would try to do is I'd try to figure out the keywords that they're using that potentially they're getting page one results, and then I'd like to see what those numbers look like, so if that makes sense, hopefully that makes sense, so my gut feeling is they're getting traffic somewhere else, and it's probably from a different keyword set that you're not even thinking of, and then if you started using that keyword as your framework, that's also going to allow you to see first page results for that keyword, so this could be something really good for you to see that, oh wow, you know, like you can rank on page two for this keyword and still get results, but probably they're getting traffic from page one results of a different keyword, so now that's gonna open your eyes to another keyword set, and that could be a good thing. Uh, So I would definitely look into that. That's my first gut feeling. Uh, Now, maybe I'm wrong, I don't know, but that's my gut feeling. That's what I would wanna do. If you and I were sitting down at the table I would say, hey, listen. Let's go ahead and pull up these different uh, these different listings. Let's start punching in these other keywords that they're that they're uh, coming up for in their in their title. A lot of times, it's going to be in their title. Now, if not, maybe you do a keyword scrape on their on their uh, their listings. Uh, use the keyword inspector tool. Uh, if you guys are not aware of the keyword inspector tool, go over to my resources page, slash resources and uh, you can go through a link there. It'll give you double credits. So when you're doing these when you're doing these uh, reverse scrapes, as they call them, or reverse checks, searches, you'll be able to figure out some keywords that you might not have uh, even knew that they were showing up for. Um, And you can get double credits. It's a credit system. You have to buy credits in order to get it. And James over at uh, Keyword Inspector, he actually uh, did a special deal for the TAS audience. So if you want to check that out, head over to theamazingseller.com forward slash resources. And you can go through that link. Just scroll down to see keyword inspector or keywords, and you'll find that. And I will get a commission for that just to be totally upfront with you guys. That will buy me a cup of coffee, which you guys know I love. So uh, thank you if you've already done that. All right, let's go ahead and listen to one more question. And uh, yeah, then we'll uh, we'll wrap this thing up. What do you say? Let's do it. Hi, Scott. How
2: are you doing? Uh, Ken Fitzgerald here in Dublin, Ireland. and I was wondering when you're starting out, should you try and private label goods right from the outset, like uh, your sample goods that you get in to sell. Uh, should you private label them or sh- should you uh, see if uh, what sells and then make that decision afterwards? Thanks a minute, Scott. Bye-bye.
0: Hey, Ken, thank you so much for the question. And it's a great question because I get a lot of people that say, like, Scott, like, what if I don't want to go all in right off the bat? Maybe I just want to test out and validate this market or this product before I, I, uh, you know, maybe customize it or before I actually private label this product with my own brand name and logo and all that stuff. Like I just want to test and validate and it's totally possible to do that. And, you know, I'd say, yeah, I, I would say do that if you can. And then from there, once you modify or you tweak the product, you can still keep the same listing as long as it's the same product. You're just modifying it's kind of like the new and improved, you would create two different variations. The variation would be like your test variation, and then your other variation would be the new modified version, and then you can choose to keep both or get rid of the one. Uh, So I think it's a great way to get started, and actually, I just interviewed a husband and wife team who did this, and that was episode 291, and uh, they currently do that, they they use AliExpress as kind of like their wholesaler, and then they test products, they do their product research, they, they fo- follow a, a certain criteria that meets, uh, you know, like a low amount of reviews, uh, still, you know, a good number of sales, not a ton of sellers, and then they 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 launch a product using AliExpress with a with a very low minimum order, Uh, you know, like less than 500 units. And I think their first couple they did with less than 100 150 units. Um, Definitely check out that episode if anyone is curious about that. That would be episode 291. Really good episode. Uh, A lot of great. Um, actionable advice. Also, going back to what I was talking about in the beginning, they had ups and downs throughout their journey, and uh, and they still had it. Even they had a couple of their products, they ran out of inventory right away, and then you know they might have had a hijacker. I think I remember right, and you know so they had, they had some challenges, but they're still moving forward. And their first product I think was a flop, so definitely check out that episode. But just think about it for a second too, guys, like if you ever listen to any entrepreneurial story or or someone that's started, you know, from where they were and now where they are, there's always been those types of ups and downs, and anyway, I don't want to get off on that tangent again, but just to go back to your question, Ken, yes, it's a great, it's a great strategy to get started, and you would launch that product non-branded in a sense, uh, which is, you know, again, you're kind of out there, putting yourself out there where someone could hijack you, but in the same breath, if you're going after low competition stuff, the chances are probably less likely because people aren't looking at those types of products. But I think it's definitely a valid uh, you know, strategy to do and it's going to cut down on the risk and uh, and then from there, once you do that with like let's say an AliExpress, or you pay more for that item right now, you know that when you start to sell it and you start to uh, scale as far as how many you're going to be ordering at a time, you'll be able to cut and cut that cost and reduce that cost um, by doing that. So I think it's a great strategy. Anyone that's listening and thinking about you know doing this and not really sure if they want to go all in, that's a great strategy. So I would say I believe in that strategy. And I think that that strategy can work for a lot of people. Uh, it's allowing you to test, uh, different products a little bit quicker and then picking the ones that are winners and cutting the ones that are losers without really putting a ton into it. So I say yes to that. Um, all right. So that's pretty much going to wrap up this episode, guys. I want to say, uh, again, if you, uh, have any questions, if you want me to answer any questions on an upcoming Ask Scott session, head over to TheAmazingSeller.com forward slash ask and uh, just leave a brief message there, audio message, Uh, use your first name, where you're tuning in from, and a brief question and I'll do my best to air it here on an upcoming show. Uh, The show notes will be found for this episode at TheAmazingSeller.com forward slash 304. And uh, yeah, I'll have that little uh, Facebook post there too. If you guys wanna head over to that Facebook post, go to the show notes, click on that link, go over there, put some comments in there as far as what your entrepreneurial journey has been uh, like and uh, and what you've learned through that process. That would be kind of cool if we can kind of do that and kind of you know see what each other is facing and just to know that you're not in this thing alone. All right, so guys, that's it. That's gonna wrap up this episode. As always, I wanna remind you that I am here for you and I believe in you and I am rooting for you but you have to you have to come on say it with me say it loud say it proud say it so your neighbors can hear you take action have an awesome amazing day and I will see you right back here on the next episode